Bickley and Murata mornings from 6 to 10. Bickley and Murata. It's the greatest show on earth. Bickley and Murata. Good morning and welcome. Dan Bickley. Sports, man. Sports. Vince Murata. It's a power-packed morning zoo. Are you kidding me? Bickley and Murata. Bickley and Murata. I love this show. This is the greatest show in the history of radio. It's the greatest radio show ever. Bickley and Murata. I hate everything about this show. This is the worst show in the world. I gotta say, Sarah the Ruthless got me hyped for tonight. College football. Good morning, everybody. Dan Bickley, Vince Morata, Sarah the Ruthless, young Jesse Morrison filling in for Jarrett Carlin, who is not with us today. But college football is with us today. Look at me. I'm decked out today. I know. I, I walked in. I saw you walk by. You see the shoes? And you're wearing Sun Devil gear. Look at the like shoes. Like a 12-year-old. The guy who says, I'm done with ASU yeah, football. I'm, I'm not yeah, watching yeah, that anymore. today, I'm done. I'm tell you <laughs> I have run into so many guys that said that, say that. I'm not believing any of them anymore. They I, all say it. They all say, I'm done. Don't single me I'm out for done. this, Sarah. You know how many people say stuff like, I'm never drinking again. Exactly. Yeah. I'm not I'll touching cupcakes anymore. <laughs> but then there's one right in front of you. Right. Well, I'll just, that's I'll, right. just, I'll just have half. I'm yeah. going to start yeah, eating right. better. <laughs> so uh, we've got West Virginia Pittsburgh tonight, which is a backyard brawl. I'm sure Wolf is all a, a, a tingle for that. Oh. I'm sure he's sending nasty text messages uh, in rivalry to Larry yeah. Fitzgerald right. as we speak. Well, it's steel country versus coal country, Japanese man. It's fighting it's, fish. Right, right. <laughs> right. Yeah, and those two teams yeah. don't play each other every year like they used to, so that's kind of cool. There's uh, Purdue and Penn State today at oh, 5 o'clock. That. Yeah, oh, okay. That's, um, that's not a bad game. Uh, those are the two. And then you got ASU games. versus NAU. I told Vinny, I, wa- I just wanted to get an overview of all the games tonight, so I did a Google search on college football games tonight. ASU didn't show up. The ASU Mo- NAU Most game. of the games didn't show up. <laughs> Is that true? A lot of them didn't? There's okay. one, two, three. Four. There's like 15, 16 they games. They didn't show up? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I was trying to tie that into the to the diminished stature of ASU's program. There is all sorts of hell breaking loose in college football right now. If For those who don't know, the Big 12 announced they're going into negotiations with their TV partners a year and a half early, and it's got everybody freaked out. Mm-hmm. But did, everybody didn't ESPN release a statement that said, "Hey, that's not that's not necessarily the case." No, they they because they're meeting next week. Oh. They're playing semantics. Oh, I got gotcha. you. So so the Big Twelve is sending out this this missive these the bat signals to the college football world that the next big payday it's happening right here. Who wants to get in? Because who this? doesn't want to get into markets like Waco and Lawrence? <laughs> Meanwhile, Manhattan. Oregon and Washington are both having covert meetings with the Big Ten. Oh, they're they're gone. They're gone. So. <laughs> So what I'm saying here is ASU has got a decision to make. They're going to play intramurals. Uh, <laughs> what? Hey, listen. I don't put anything past ASU. <laughs> Seriously. Do you? No, Maybe they'll have point. some big sky meetings tonight with the NAU folks. Ooh, there you go. Huh? They're in the same place. Yeah. yeah. Hey, you, me, me, you. Enjoy it while you can. If you're a Pac-12 fan, enjoy it while you can. Because it is blowing up. Yeah. 
So I, it's, I mean, I, as as of the resident big, a, huge ASU fan, are you not worried about where they're going to end, end eh. up? You know me, I'm a happy-go-lucky guy. Big. <laughs> That's amazing. You worried about your fantasy league? Not really. Who cares? The draft is yeah. over. That's the yeah. fun part. This is the other thing that that I discovered because, like I said, I've got a few ASU alumni that I bounce into, run into all the time, and they're deeply invested guys. So they're very representative, in my opinion, of how ASU alumni think. And, and Vinny's very much in line. His thinking very much in line with them. So when Vinny comes in and he rants about ASU's program, it's exactly what I hear from these these guys. These guys are all to a man. They're in this weird state of I have been so deflated and defeated. I just don't care. I'm going to watch, but I've divorced myself of all feelings. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel. And Dead the inside. Game, the game starts at 7. I don't even know if I'll be around to <laughs> see the third or fourth quarter. We U of A football fans have been dead inside for decades, yeah. so join us. Yes. Welcome. A lot, right. of dead, a lot of dead inside football fans in this state. All right, we're going to have a good time today. Start the show, Jesse. The Splash. Splash. The stories making waves in the sports world. The Splash. Cannonball. Cannonball coming. Cannonball coming. The Splash. Brought to you by Presidential Pools, Arizona's number one pool builder. See why at presidentialpools.com. Yeah, Cardinals continuing practice um, in their preseason bye week, along with the league's 30, 31 other teams. Arizona was awarded a waiver claim on cornerback Javelin Guidry, who had been let go by the Jets. He was undrafted at, uh, out of Utah in 2020, despite running a 4-2-9-40 at the Combine. Hooked on with the Jets, spent two seasons there before being waived to make room for Guidry. The Cardinals waived rookie corner Christian Matthew, whom they'd like to bring back to the practice squad. And that's exactly what they did with 11 players yesterday. Andre Bocelli, John Trey Kirkland, uh, and Victor Bolden. Receivers all brought back. Offensive lineman Rashad Coward, Danny Isadora. Defensive lineman Manny Jones and Antoine Woods. Linebackers Jesse Lucetta and Chandler Wooten. Corner Jason Whitaker and quarterback Trace McSorley all back on the practice squad wow. as is Bernard Sykovitz uh, uh, Psycho <laughs> he gets an international player uh, practice squad exemption Cardinals still have four or five spots left to fill on that practice squad uh, news from the league today another huge contract for a quarterback Adam Schefter putting it out there that the Broncos and Russell Wilson just reached a, an agreement on a five year $245 million contract $165 million wow. guaranteed. That uh, keeps Wilson in Denver for seven total years and $296 million. Wow. That's something, huh? Yep. To do that before he even plays a game for you? Very interesting. Yeah, and again, another one signed before Lamar Jackson got his. Let's ride. <laughs> Broncos fans, let's ride. Uh, Arizona State football opens up its 12-game 2022 schedule against the NAU Lumberjacks tonight at Sun Devil Stadium. Uh, ASU coming off an 8-5 and five season last year, but 43 new players on the roster. So if you go, make sure you buy a program. Uh, that includes Emory Jones, the former... Do they still sell programs? I think so. Or maybe they give them away. I don't know. I, it, I Seriously. answer that question. I really don't know. Do you, do you guys read... I, I can't take up your time now. Continue. <laughs> I'll bring this up later. There's something interesting I'm going to bring up. I mean, honestly, what you're going to say is probably better than what I have. <laughs> <laughs> did you see the story in USA Today that they're a, that soon they're going to be abolishing all, all sporting event tickets, that they might go to biometric technology like Revitalize, where your palm will be your ticket? Ooh, no. 
No thanks. Scanning your palm for access and entry. That will be your ticket. That's bad news for people who collect ticket stubs, huh? And for people <laughs> they, without palms. Look at my... And people without palms. <laughs> <laughs> They're really hosed. <laughs> they are really out of luck. Embry Jones makes his first start for the Sun Devils tonight. The Florida transfer. NAU coming off at a 5-6 and six year uh, last year. But among those wins, they beat a Pac-12 school for the first time after they beat Arizona. Since 2000, these teams have bet six times. ASU winning all six by an average score of 41-13. to 13. Tonight's game gets underway at 7. Pre-game coverage gets underway at 4.30 on ESPN, 6.20 a.m. and 98.7 FM HD2. College football playoffs board of managers holding a virtual meeting tomorrow that could accelerate playoff expansion as early as 2024. It's all up to presidents and chancellors who comprise the uh, most powerful group vote on a format and unanimously agree to it. Uh, they dismissed it a while back and then they thought, wait... Are we leaving money on the table? Let's get back and have another meeting. That's all it is. Uh, D-backs winning streak came to an ugly end last night. They fell to the Phillies 18-2. Phillies jumped out to a 1-0 lead in the first, added four more in the third, and the boat race was on. 22 hits for the Phillies, no home runs. So they got nickeled and dimed to death. All nine Philly starters had at least two hits. The Diamondbacks used six different pitchers, and the only one that didn't give up a run was Carson Kelly, the how did, catcher. Uh, how did Corbin Carroll do? Uh, he and Alec Thomas and Josh Rowe. Oh, wait. Not in the lineup. Not in the lineup? Where have I seen that before? There was a left-handed pitcher on the mound. They've never seen anything like that before. <laughs> you know how much I hate that. These yeah. these planned days oh, off, these they guys, just drive Alec Thomas, me four insane. hits. Car- Corbin Carroll, five RBIs in his first two games. Let's sit Welcome down. to the majors. Let's Have a day down. off, kid. Have a day off, kid. Uh, Brewers in town tonight to start a four-game series. It's Merrill Kelly and Brandon Woodruff. Uh, good pitching matchup there. Uh, six o'clock is the first pitch here on... Nine, or, or pre-game coverage starts at six. First pitch is 6.40 here on 98. 7 FM Arizona Sports Station. White Sox manager Tony LaRusa will be away from the team indefinitely because of a health issue. Reports say he's undergoing additional testing in Arizona with heart specialist. Uh, Miguel Cairo, the bench coach for the Sox, will be LaRusa's yeah. replacement Let's in hope the Tony's interim. Tony's okay. Uh, Serena Williams will not go gentle into that good night. Huh? Hmm? <laughs> a little Dylan very, Thomas for very you. Very literary of you, Vinny. Yeah, you know how I learned that? <laughs> oh, uh, Rodney Dangerfield back oh, to school. I tell you. <laughs> Can you help me straighten out my lungs, against fellow. the dying of the light. <laughs> uh, Williams won her second Call round. Call me when you have no class. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I tell you. We don't normally go back to school. I'm glad we did that. Help me straighten out my Longfellow. <laughs> Williams won her second round match at the U.S. Open in three sets over second seeded. And that contivate uh, Williams playing free and easy set afterwards that she's got nothing to prove and nothing to lose and hasn't been able to wow. play that way since 1998. How about that crowd behind her, man? That yeah. is quite a force. Including Tiger. Woods in a oh, that was great. And uh, Phoenix Rising FC got its first win under new manager Juan Guerra last night. They beat Rio Valley, uh, Rio Grande Valley 2-1. to one. There is your splash for the first day of September. Woo! Can you feel the fall Whoa. chill in the air, Basinonians? <laughs> yeah, can you? <laughs> wow. Coming up next, the latest from Arizona Cardinals. Uh, roster construction and all that good stuff. It's Bickley and Murata Mornings, live from the Auction Community Studios, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. <laughs> Dan Bickley, Vince Morata. Bickley and Morata Mornings. 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. I, I don't, and so 
next week because it's so uh, fluid at this point. You don't want to do that. Um, just like today, we claim a guy, and so somebody has to go. And, and so I wait till next week, and, and then we'll have some of those. That's Cliff Kingsbury, head coach of the Arizona Cardinals, yesterday talking about the fluidity of the roster. We've talked about it. Everybody talks about it. When you get down to 53, that doesn't mean that's the 53 you're going into week one with, and uh, that was the case for the Cardinals yesterday. Christian Matthew, the rookie corner, seventh-round pick, and a good story. Uh, he got let go yesterday to mm-hmm. make room for Javelin Guidry, who they uh, picked up on waivers. So for all the people that were hemming and hawing and, and, co- and concerned that uh, Steve Kime was not addressing the cornerback room, he's addressed it this week. I mean, yeah, well, two, two it, different acquisitions. Yeah, and you hope they're just the right acquisitions. Yes. And, and you never know with guys. Sometimes guys who don't play well or perform somewhere else, sometimes it's about them. Sometimes it's about the scheme. Sometimes it's about a bad fit. Uh, coaching staff that doesn't believe in them. A whole bunch of things. So, um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of nuance to all these players who, who come here without much success, but a track record in the past. So you hope for the best. And, and I don't think anybody thought Steve Kime was just going to let this, this secondary die on the vine. So I think what he's doing now is fairly expected. I know people were getting anxious, but uh, but yeah, they they brought in a couple of new guys now. And as Cliff Kingsbury said yesterday, they're going to check them out, roll, run them through a few practices, and and hope they like what they see. Yeah, here was uh, Kingsbury on the uh, revamped cornerback room. Yeah, I just heard um, coming off the practice field, we needed depth. Um, so I'll take a look at, at the guy we just claimed today. But um, I'm excited to have more bodies in there and, and see where we can we can use them. Yeah, because. Again, the uh, uncertainty about Antonio Hamilton is still out there. Uh, Speaking of depth, the wide receiver room, that is a pretty deep position. Uh, Six of them kept uh, after the cut down to 53. So, uh, Cliff Kingsbury, what are you going to do with all those guys? we got to find a way to use it. Um, There's a lot of playmakers in there. There's no doubt. Even um, with Hop, who's one of the all-time greats being out first part of the season, um, I'm excited to watch some of those young guys get their opportunity. A.J. looks great and has been back and healthy and gives us some size out there. And and then those those little guys can all really run. So we're going to have a good plan, um, find a way to maximize all, all their talents. And, uh, excited to see how we can stretch the field with them. Wonder what Andy Isabella's reaction to that is. Oh, great! Got a lot of guys that are playmakers. Here we go again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it, to me, I, I take a look at this, and it's I, when you go back to the cornerbacks for a minute, and in, he just Cliff just listed all the weapons on offense. Obviously, it, the thought occurred to me yesterday with Javelin Gidry coming in and Trayvon Mullen, the trade, bringing both those guys in that. Even though DeAndre Hopkins is not available in the first six games of the season, he would be really good, in my opinion, to help evaluate these young cornerbacks who are coming in. Mm-hmm. You could get you could get D Hop off to the side and roll these guys and just do some drills, and you can check out everything um, th- that you need. You can probably get a real good feel for how good they are against an elite wide receiver just by using D Hop's presence in practice. That's a good point. I mean, got to get some use out of him. Yeah. And I know it's weird. Uh, the Cardinals have gone through this before when Patrick Peterson was out there. But I, I yeah, when uh, the suspension is is kicked in now, hasn't it? For Hopkins, is is the suspension in? In effect, at the fifty-three man cutdown. Oh, that's a good. Well, you know what? Or does, or does or it does, happen next week? Or does it happen next week as we go into week one? I, we, yeah, the timing of it, I'm not clear on. So I'm surprised that hasn't been more out there. Yeah, 
This whole thing is this whole thing is odd because I you know just to have the to have this big chunk of time between the last preseason game and week one is very odd. Generally, you come out of that last preseason game, you get a week to tidy up all your business, you know, trim down your roster, all that stuff. So I don't know. I'm not exactly sure where the league clock is. I'm sure we can find that out. Jesse, yeah. why don't you look into that? See what you can find out. Um, I'll say this too because mm-hmm. we've given the NFL credit. Or they went to 17 games. They go back to three preseason games. I'd almost rather have a fourth preseason game than this stupid bye week. This bye week is dumb. <laughs> it is dumb. I really, yeah, I really don't like it I, at all. I agree with you. I, I don't it, either. I, I think it. Nothing slows down the NFL, but this comes close to slowing it. This kind of does suck a little of the, of the momentum out of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because generally, when you get out of that last preseason game, there's a big sigh of relief. Like, thank goodness that's over. Let's get bring on the real stuff. And now, it just feels like we're going back to training camp for a week. And for a team like the Cardinals, mm-hmm. who didn't play anybody of note really in the preseason, you're talking about. I mean, going into live action. With five weeks of inactivity, basically. <laughs> right. Who needs to be rested right now? Yeah. From the preseason. Right. Nobody. No one. That's- yeah. So, uh, but what I'm focusing is on uh, one week from today, we are going to have a live rock and roll football game oh, on our hands. Yeah. And, you know, the NFL always does that right. The mm-hmm. Thursday night yes. opener oh, is yeah, always a do. very, very yeah, attractive matchup. So you got Buffalo and the Rams. But going back to that, that point about the inactivity... That subject keeps coming up with Cliff Kingsbury and his uh, media availability. Why do you think not playing starters in the preseason works? Yeah, just keeping them healthy, knowing that you're taking care of them. And, you know, there's some really, really good teams that you can point to that have embraced that philosophy as well. And I think that's that's the biggest thing for us is those guys uh, respect the fact that we're trying to get them healthy to the game so they can um, show what they can do when when the games are meaningful. Cliff Kingsbury and the Cardinals have a year of proof on this. They didn't really attack the the preseason with much fervor last year either. They go out and they win their first seven games. What happens if they go out and lose their first seven games? Does the philosophy switch? Wow. Wow. Talk about being a fluid situation. And I'm not saying that's going to happen, but look, anything's possible. No, yeah, listen, the schedule is very difficult coming out of the gates here. I mean, having the Chiefs in week one with these injury concerns that are are suddenly out there with the Cardinals now where we don't even know if Rondell Moore is going to be available in week one. You know, some of these injuries, some of these guys have not been practicing. Apparently, these injuries are a little more... uh, problematic than we thought yeah so you got that then you have to go play the Raiders in Vegas and you know that there's a whole brand new vibe there Mm -hmm. that's a very dangerous game and then you get the Rams oh yeah good luck yeah I mean it's it's that's that's their whole I mean their whole schedule is Mm -hmm. just not easy yeah there's not they gave up a home game to play in Mexico City Mm mm-hmm yeah, this is uh, the, ch- the the schedule. G- generally, I-, I try to marginalize the people who f- fixate on the schedule because you never know what an opponent's going to look like at the time you're going to play them. But this objectively looks like a more difficult schedule than most. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, Bix Picks is back for the 2022 NFL season. Text PICK to 62620 to sign up. Compete against Dan Bickley for your chance at the grand prize, a 75-inch TV courtesy of Corona Extra. Weekly winners will receive an NFL jersey of their choice and a $50 gift card to cold beers and cheeseburgers. Just text PICK to 620-620 to enter. Coming up next, ASU football. They kick off their season tonight, but yesterday... The world was treated to a very juicy rumor concerning ASU. We'll get into it next. It's Bickley and Murata Mornings, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. If you 
you can't take that lightly. Um, uh, we lost a few guys, which a lot of teams did due to the transfer portal. Um, but we also gained a lot of guys that wanted to come here. So I think it's, it's it's a unique situation now in college football all over the country. I mean, that's what you see. You see you know, different guys going to different teams and different conferences, and that's just that's going to be the way college football is going to be looked at. Herm Edwards, head coach of the Arizona State Sun Devils, who joined us yesterday for his first weekly visit of the year. The Sun Devils will, uh, I know you love this phrase, they'll lift the lid on their uh, season. No, I don't love that <laughs> phrase at all. It's to, the lid lifter. The lid lifter, <laughs> no. No, thank you. You only ever hear it in that very specific context. Yes. I hate it. Yeah. Except, uh, I'll take a kilt lifter instead. Hey, that's correct. (laughs) There we go. Lid lifter has a, it's a toilet reference to me, so. Right. (laughs) Exactly. We'll keep it there. I'm sure Jared loves it. (laughs) Poop fest. Greasy beast. (laughs) I love poop. (laughs) Greasy beast. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Poop fest. Yes, exactly. But Herm Edwards talking about, like, ASU should have that it's us against the world mentality this year. You know, they've got a lot of new players. They've got a coaching staff that's under fire. The investigation goes on. There's zero in terms of expectations for this team. And fact, Stuart Mandel, one of the top college football writers in the country, predicts them to win one conference game and three overall. Yeah, that would be that would be bad. That would be bad. But uh, we'll we'll see what the, what this team looks like. We will get our first sample tonight against uh, NAU, a team that they normally beat up on pretty pretty regularly mm-hmm. when they get together. That's not even the most interesting thing that's going on with ASU football right now. Dan Patrick, who does a uh, really really good national radio show, he uh, he had some some nuggets, if you will, on what could happen in terms of the future of ASU coaching and how it relates to an embattled former college coach, Urban Meyer. Listen to this. My source also said, here's another team to keep an eye out for with Urban Meyer. Washington State. No! Washington. Arizona State. Oh. oh. Yeah. That is the wrong place for Urban Meyer to go. <laughs> for a number. You, have, have you ever gone out in Tempe? Yes, I have. Yeah, he, he would love it. Yes, I have. He'd forego a salary. <laughs> no way. <laughs> Yes, Tom. They're ready to kick Herm Edwards to the curb? That's it for Herman. I think he's on the hot seat. Wow. I think he's on that uh, that hot but seat. But he plays to win the games and everything. He plays to win the game. Now, that was cut down from about a five-minute segment where they played a guessing game. That mm-hmm. was absolutely yeah. maddening if you watched it. And the thought I had was, this is what would happen if I let you guys continue to guess on Vinny Joe Trivia right. every you day. Don't understand how, you don't understand how aggravating it is for the listeners. I was like, just yeah. say what the school right. is already. Right. Right. But he mentioned State. Nebraska as uh-huh. a possibility for Urban Meyer because we know Scott Frost is basically on. He, he's done after this year and after the way they started the, their season. Somebody pointed out that Scott Frost, could he could be living on the beach with Central Florida. That school is going to get folded into the Big 12, right? Mm-hmm. And he could have twenty twenty four. Yeah, he could have had it all. Went to and now he's going to be another guy fired by his alma mater, and that leaves a mark. Isn't that right, Cliff Kingsbury? But you know what, Cliff yeah. Kingsbury had more success at his alma mater than Scott Frost has had at his. Uh, that is true. Yeah, yeah. Cliff Kingsbury, I don't think has ever done anything like onside kick with an eleven point lead and just say, <laughs> "Here's here's the momentum, Northwestern. We really don't want it. <laughs> Take it. Take it from us." Uh, so back to this right. Urban Meyer yeah. thing. Dan Patrick prefaced all of it by saying, "Look, he's never getting an NFL job again." But is he 
un, uh, you know, is his reputation unsmeared as a college coach? And you look at it and go, okay, he's had great success as a college coach. Um, what do you think of this? How do you differentiate between the jackass he was coaching the Jaguars and say, well, now that he's coaching college, he's not that guy? How do you differentiate that? You, I mean, most people don't. Well, we had a conversation with Mike Florio yesterday about uh, uh, John Gruden. Yeah, it's like nobody will touch him in the NFL, but he right. could go to a college job. Well, but that's but it, but it's not. It, he said it because the NFL is too punitive. True that, that that they will never allow that to happen. I mean, if Art Briles could get another job in college, John yeah. Gruden certainly well, can. If Rick Pitino can get another job Bingo. in college. Urban Meyer can. But I don't want Rick Pitino coaching ASU football. <laughs> um, would you Would you go for okay, this? I, I, okay, let me let, let me work my way to that answer if you don't mind. Okay, because this is very very complicated. As somebody who has been waiting for ASU to have a season that that we all think they should have for this underachieving sleeping giant to finally reach a level. Better than we've ever seen since 1997. Urban Meyer is a great choice to be that guy. But do you want that guy in charge of that program after what you know about him? A guy that goes up and kicks a football player on the practice field? Covers for assistant coaches? No, thank you. Mm -hmm. Now, but it's, again, this is one of these deals where ASU fans who are dead inside... Who have who have been sick of this is tantalizing to them. It's just like when Pete Prisco used to implore ASU to cheat. Just was, cheat already. I was just going to bring up Pete. You know who would sign off on this? He Pete would. Prisco, Prisco Urban would. Meyer. Uh, yeah, I I don't. And I'm glad you used the phrase "sleeping giant." You hate the term lid lifter. I hate the term <laughs> sleeping giant when it comes to ASU football. How long do you have to be asleep before you're considered dead? <laughs> Yes, this is, and again, you know what? I'm taking this shirt off. No, listen, this is, but again, but again, the, the, this is this is very important to talk about because we're in the context now of what happens when the Pac-12 falls apart. I don't see ASU as being a school that really wants to go and grovel at the doorstep of the Big Twelve. I don't see it. I know Arizona's perfectly fine with the Big Twelve, but I don't see ASU being into it. And so where are they going to go? Are they going to go back and be what they were back in the day? Big fish in a small pond? Create a Pac-12 where ASU is clearly the headline school? Yeah, but... That's uh, what they the, were back in the day? In, in the current landscape of college athletics, sorry, ASU, that's not a very attractive conference. No, uh, You'll no. mop up. Yeah, it, but again, that, that would be such a... That would be such a hard thing if, if for all these years waiting for the sleeping giant to awaken, and now you're the the big dog at a conference that has San Diego State and Boise State and New Mexico. Yeah, UNLV. What? No thanks. Right, but but it, these are the decisions they're going to have to make because this Big Twelve thing. There's. Uh, uh, college football is such a mess right now. It's gross. It's grotesque. Are we still excited for tonight's action? I am. I, I want to see. I want to see this quarterback because uh, it, it's. There's been this wave of of positive, optimistic reporting surrounding him recently. Uh, his arm talent. Yeah. 
I, I want to see what this looks like. But, I mean, going back to but the... But I'm not ur- guaranteeing I'm staying up after halftime. <laughs> yeah, me neither. And hopefully it's not close <laughs> like the last time. through that second half at about 3.30 a.m. tomorrow. Uh, going back to the Urban Meyer possibility. And it's just that. Like, Is it a rumor? No. But it, it was Dan Patrick sharing information he got from his college football He's got source, good sources. And he does. Uh, and I know there will be interest in Urban Meyer, but... Consider Urban Meyer's college coaching career. Started off small school in the MAC, had success. Moved up, had success at Utah. Then went to Florida, which at the time was a powerhouse. And he had something to do with that. He had a good program there. Went to Ohio State, an established powerhouse. You know, the, the last time ASU went down that road and they hired a coach who had powerhouse success on his resume, it was Dennis Erickson. He couldn't make it work here. Dennis this Eric, is not yeah. Ohio State. Dennis this is Erickson not Florida. Was, it was not a detailed guy. He was not a buttoned up. Um, True. It, he wasn't the same kind of guy. He was much more of a freewheeling, let the players um, play that kind of guy. Urban Meyer is is quite the opposite of that. Urban Meyer is more Todd Graham than Dennis Erickson. Yeah, he but, loves the control. Yeah, but yeah. also at this point, with the you know the 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 taint on the reputation now of, of Urban Meyer, he comes to ASU. Does he still have that same recruiting cachet? Parents going to want their kids to play for Urban Meyer at a college? Well, again, it's he, he's got all the success, and he has been such a such in, in college. He has been such an elite head coach in terms of lifting programs, True. sustaining programs. People still remember him and his alliance with Tim Tebow, uh, laying that foundation at Ohio, Ohio State, where Michigan couldn't touch him for about fifteen years. It's a if if you're a let's sell it all out and who cares devil be damned it would make all the sense in the world for ASU to flirt with this guy but I, I but is the that current, what you want the current administration do you, do doesn't exactly want? operate that want? way what no. do you want no no the administration doesn't act that way I mean they might hire Urban Meyer to come in and coach an Olympic sport. <laughs> 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 Urban, listen, we know you're really good at football. Have you ever tried swimming? Have you ever seen our facility, man? Water polo. Yeah. <laughs> this is unbelievable. It's, listen, the cost now, the cost involved of being a big-time college football program, this is another thing that does not appeal to ASU. It's clear. Yeah. It's clear. It, it's they, they don't they don't like the NIL. They don't want to pay players. They don't. It's a total. It, the NIL just added another layer of an arms race feel to it. You've been inside that football facility. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely gorgeous. Mm-hmm. It's about four or five years old. Yeah, it's already obsolete. It's already obsolete compared yeah. to what other schools have. You, you would be blown away if you didn't have any context and you just went to ASU and went through their facility. You go, wow, this is really nice. But then if you go to places that really do football right. And they'll really spend big money. It's it's insane. It, and I and to be honest with you, I don't know if if I ran an institution, a college, I don't know if I'd want to be that beholden to a football program. To mm. be honest with you, because that's what these football great programs. That's that's what you are. It's that's true. where all your money goes. And there's animosity on those campuses. Oh, without a doubt. From the, from the academic side. Uh, anyway, ASU opens up its season tonight. <laughs> 
The lid lifter. That was a good I guess positive segment, yeah, wasn't it? It really was. <laughs> Go change your shirt, dude. Football fever. I can, Catch right. it. I can run home real quick in the commercial break. Yeah. Come back with a different shirt. Uh, coming up next, Serena Williams. Are we witnessing a magical run to end her career? It certainly seems that way right now. We'll get into it next. It's Bickley and Murata Mornings, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. Dan Bickley and Vince Murata. Bickley and Murata Mornings. Are you surprising yourself with your level at the moment? What? Are you surprising yourself with your level? <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> I mean, I'm just Serena, you know, so... <laughs> second set I thought oh my goodness I gotta give my best effort because this could be it and so um, really I just wanted to just keep trying and see what what I could do and um, just do my best and I was just really excited to be honest. Yeah Serena Williams last night won her second round match at the U.S. Open the crowd was electric mm-hmm. uh, you couldn't see it obviously with that being an audio sound bite but the little smirk on her face when the question was asked are you surprising yourself with your level she's like come on yeah <laughs> it's just like flicking a switch she beat the second seed last night. Yeah. And going into this, Bick, you brought up the possibility of maybe one of those magical end-of-career runs mm-hmm. that an American tennis player, we've seen it before on, a, on a, a number of occasions where they get energized and lifted by that U.S. Open crowd. There was no reason to believe that Serena Williams would be playing a third-round match going into this because of the way she had played. She was 1-2 and two in her previous two tournaments. She's barely played since coming back, and she announced that this is it. Mm-hmm. So people were expecting this to be a pretty quick swan song, and instead, we saw her play a really solid match. That third set last night, she was nails. Well, yes. Yeah, the pedigree came out in the third set, so I've it, it, I've really been all over the map watching this because when Serena announced that she was playing in the Open, and we all kind of assumed this was a farewell tour, which it does feel like it is, um, I, I I envisioned exactly that. This, this scintillating, electrifying run that just mm-hmm. lit up the grounds at the, at the U.S. Open. Okay. Then I saw the first match and I just saw the footwork, how uh, the the loss of athleticism that comes with age. And I thought, this is going to be tough for her to defeat quality opponents in succession um, because you got to win six of these matches to pull this off. It is not easy. And you play on hard courts, it's not easy. Now, the women play best of three sets. That's a little easier than the men, but it, it's not easy to get through a major tournament that covers two weeks. What I did, what I failed to realize was two different things, three different things. Number one, the level that the crowd is pulling for her, it's it's a lot. It it was too much for the player she was playing last night. Mm-hmm. You could see that 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 young player was up against two different opponents last night, and that's only going to continue to grow as it goes on. And then there's just the pedigree when when, when Serena locks in. Mentally, she's devastating. I, I watched Serena her entire career being a tennis dork. You have too. I, I know all about her career. There's been there's been unbelievable highs. There's been some controversy. There's been some moments where she's just she's she's broken bad a few times. There's been tantrums. There's been death threats. There's been a lot of weirdness that's come mm-hmm. with. There was a crip walk at Wimbledon after she won there. Mm-hmm. The people are like, "Ooh, what do you?" But but the majesty of this athlete and what she has accomplished. I love the fact that this is playing out this way because she deserves this. She deserves this kind of send off, even though she doesn't always fit into that 
into that mold that we expect transcendent superstar athletes. To see Tiger Woods up there cheering her on the way he was gave me goosebumps. Yeah. Fist pumping. His signature fist, fist pumping. Pump. Yeah. yeah. There were a ton of celebs there. Yeah. Yep. It's it, The most impressive thing to me was watching as everyone is celebrating her and everyone is cheering her on. She is not soaking any of that up. She, her eyes stay so laser focused. Yeah. She's not... I mean, I'm sure she's enjoying this time, but mm. you can tell that she is so focused on just winning her match. It's amazing. Well, that quote, and I brought it up in the splash where she says, I've got nothing to lose. I've got nothing to prove. I haven't been able to play this way since 1998. And then she said, I've had an X on my back since 1999. Talk about a freeing experience. And I'll tell you one other factor in all of this, Ben. Mm -hmm. Women's tennis is not strong right now. There's not really any, like... Juggernaut players. No, there really isn't. Uh, last year, that that great story out of London, Emma Raducanu yeah. won it, and she was what was she? She wasn't even seated. She was eleventh. She was okay, and got bounced in the first round. Yeah, and that that's what I'm saying. So this is Naomi how, this Osaka is, won the year before. She's already out. Right, right exactly. Simona Halep already out. Yeah. Yeah, so you're right. It's very, very, it's very thin. It's very, so she might do this after all. I, I had the same thought watching last night's match. I'm like, if that is the truly the second best player on the women's tour, women's tour is not in good shape well, right now. I'll tell you what, too. We could sit here and soak all this up, but when Serena is indeed gone, women's tennis is in dire oh, straits to, to, to create that next superstar. Well, they don't have it right now. And you can kind of say the same thing about the men right now. Yeah. It could have been Ash Barty. It could have she been. Retired. Could have been. She retired. At the height of her career. Yeah. Could mm-hmm. be Naomi Osaka. She's already ticked off a lot of people. Yes, I don't know how many right. will she's, latch on to she's her. She's been the she's been at the center of the whole mental health um revolution in sports. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of people haven't taken kindly to that. Yeah, no, yeah. you're absolutely right. There's a lot of this stuff going on. I, I remember what once watching Serena and again, when Serena really gets laser focused, she can get distracted, but when she gets really laser focused, it's breathtaking. She played a match at Wimbledon where I, I she might have lost three points in two sets. She was that locked in and I remember watching it going, This person's unbelievable. So so when she gets into that realm, she might do this. Yeah. So I, I've, I've been back and forth going into it. Oh, yeah, she's going to do it. Then after the first match, oh. Although Coco Goff might be hard yeah, to get past. Maybe. That it's, serve she hit last night, that was frightening. Mm-hmm. 128 miles an hour, fastest in the tournament. So how many more times are we going to hear that tribute from Oprah played after every Serena match? Well, it, but, but I also think I also think that all these young players, particularly Coco Goff and, and, and maybe some others, this is going to be hard for them. To, to, to get where they need to get to actually beat her. Because you're not, it's not only the crowd, but they, they sense the moment. This is royalty across the other side of the net. Very intimidating royalty, might I add. Mm-hmm. And, her, and her serve is still a sledgehammer, so it's, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's fun to watch. Yeah, it is. And uh, it's a great storyline for this tournament, which tennis needs it. I mean, no no Roger Federer, no Novak Djokovic on the men's side. This is exactly what they need uh, right, I, right now. And and to close it up, I just would say this. If, for for an athlete that hasn't always been appreciated by the casual American sports fan, by, by an athlete who has occasionally been her own worst enemy, yes. she deserves this moment. Yeah. This is a great, great thing to watch. And I, I went back during this segment, too, thinking about, you know, you, you talked about the the. Long longevity and the breadth of her career if you saw the movie king richard uh which is a really excellent movie if you like sports movies i i I would recommend it um serena williams was the afterthought 
Like that whole movie was about the pursuit of Venus, and oh, oh yeah. we'll put Serena on the back burner because she was younger and yeah. not not as skilled at that time. Yeah, and she's blown her sister's career out oh, of the water. Oh, it's unbelievable! Yeah. When they both broke in, Venus was the draw. Yeah, so, yeah, it's it's unreal. She was Venus's little sister. Yeah. I think that's a health thing too. I think Venus fell off because of her health True. issues. True, but yeah, she still. Uh, I mean, Serena yeah. still had by far the better career. Um, yeah, so it's been fun to watch. Coming up next, the Arizona Cardinals have a lot of receivers, and a lot of them. With chips on their shoulder. We'll get into that and more next. It's Bickley and Murata Mornings, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station.